0: bernie radio 103.9 fm just after nine o'clock good morning coming up at 9 30 is building texas with justin mckenzie but thank you for making your appointment to hear this inspiring show god and our dogs with meg greer the following is sponsored by god and
1: this is bernie radio discover a new perspective god and our dogs god and our dogs
0: Welcome to God and Our Dogs with Meg Greer. Join us online at godandourdogs.com. Subscribe, share, and stay. Now
1: here's your host, Meg Greer. Welcome to God and Our Dogs. This is Meg Greer, your host. Our vision on God and Our Dogs is discovering a new perspective and rely on God the way our dogs rely on us. How does it happen? The same way our other relationships grow, spending time together, learning about one another, developing trust, and experiencing transformation. Dog stories told on the show leave us with a deeper understanding of Christ's love for us, our value to Him, God's purpose for our lives, and belonging to His family. Our own dog stories even come to mind, revealing aha moments and help us apply Scripture to everyday life with our dogs and God go to godinourdogs.com and sign up for insider news so you can catch all the updates click follow on the God and our dogs pages on social media subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast site and on YouTube thanks to our host Tuscaloosa Brewing Company on Bernie's historic Main Street a great place to enjoy family food, and Tusculum craft beer. Tusculum Brewing welcomes our dogs too. Our guest today is Tommy Matthews, president of Westward Environmental and partner in Tusculum Brewing. Tommy is thoughtful, loving, and faithful. Best of all, his dogs would introduce him as kind, caring, and especially fun to play fetch with. (laughs) Welcome, Tommy Matthews. We're so glad to have you on God and Our Dogs. Well,
0: I am honored to be here, Meg. Thank you very much for the invitation.
1: Oh, yes. And we're so excited to be here at Tusclam as well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you've had dogs your whole life. Tell us about your first dog.
0: Oh, my gosh. Uh, My first dog was probably an Airedale with Uh my parents. We had two Airedales. I remember my mother... Being not quite so fond of how they tore things up in the house.
1: Oh, I they, can't imagine any mom
0: thinking that. No, no, not whatsoever. So, <laughs> they they would get into things, and my, my dad had great aspirations of them being bird dogs, and him being you know a great hunter. And he was he ended up being a great hunter, but the dogs weren't great bird dogs. Then. They
1: just ended up being good friends. They did. They wow, they did.
0: They, they ended up having an abundance of energy. And
1: Tommy, you know, you have a unique childhood because you actually grew up here in Bernie. And we had a legendary veterinarian in, Bur- in Bernie called Dr. Herbst. And his name is on a number of veterinary clinics, but yes. there was actually a Dr. Herbst with a clinic on River Road that no longer exists. Did you ever have a dog treated by Dr. Herbst?
0: I did when not long after we moved here in the late 60s. Our dog broke his leg and was going to have to be put down. And we took him to Herbst Veterinary Clinic. And Dr. Kenneth Erbs came in. I was very upset, is devastated that the dog wasn't going to make it.
1: How old were you? Uh,
0: I was uh, nine. Nine, that's pretty young. Yeah, and he, he took the time to talk to me and treat me as a nine-year-old like an adult and talked to me about how it was better for the dog and how it was humane and really made me feel good about the decision and left the decision with me.
1: Oh, interesting. To make
0: as a grown-up, he said, you know, this is your decision to make, and here's why. And so he gave me a great piece. And Dr. Herbst, who grew up here in Bernie, we just brought him into Bernie uh, Distinguished Alumni Association last fall, and I got to introduce him. It was a wonderful mm-hmm. opportunity. But he grew up here, and, and his fingerprints are all across this town in many, many ways. If you get a chance, go to the BISD website and look it up, and you'll see a great history about him. Wonderful man though. always Check If you knew him, he always said, hey, how are you doing? Meg, how are you doing? Mm-hmm. How's it going today? He would stop his moment to ask how you were and give his attention to you. So uh, truly a treasure of this town.
1: Yeah, it's amazing sometimes. We, we think kids and dogs are just kids and dogs. But really, a kid in it with a dog has responsibilities if their parents are treating that relationship in a correct way. It's really a part of them growing up, right? Yes, ma'am. Yeah, and that's a great example. You know, it makes me think about kids and faith, too, because that's a responsibility for them to take on as well. Be responsible for their own faith, right?
0: Yes, and make their own decisions.
1: Uh-huh, yeah. uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Well, at some point, you got a mix a German Shepherd and Black Lab.
0: I did. My brother got me a puppy years ago, uh-huh. and he said, I was living by myself, I was single, and he said, you need a, you need a dog. And he gave me this puppy, he was German Shepherd and Black Lab Mix. And when he was real young, he, we're still debating what to name him, he got bit between the eyes by a rattlesnake.
1: Oh, that's amazing.
0: And he lived,
1: uh-huh. and,
0: but it killed all the flesh on the front of his face. For, so for the longest time, he didn't have any hair or fur on his face. He kind of looked like a, a monkey, so I named him Kong. It turned out to be a big dog, too. It was well over 100 pounds. Oh, a wow. A big, gentle animal, but uh, his hair grew back, but the name stuck with him. Yeah,
1: so. yeah. You could have called him king then after I, the hair grew back.
0: I could have. I could have. So.
1: <laughs> well, just as an aside, you know, we've had other guests that have had rattlesnake bite Their dogs get bitten by rattlesnakes on their face. And one of them even said, well, you know, when they get bitten on the face, they don't die. And it was like, oh, so you had more than one? (laughs) Well,
0: that's what the veterinarian told me. He said, it's the best place to get bitten.
1: Yeah. He said, it's
0: like if you see a rattlesnake, the best place for it to bite you is on the shin Uh because there's less flesh to kill than if you turn in a kitchen a calf.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: I'm like, yeah, but he's not the most attractive guy. I love him, but he's not the most attractive guy at the
1: moment. Yeah. Yeah. Well, other than the rattlesnake bite, what was the most outstanding memory you have of Kong?
0: I remember Stan Leach's kids, athletic director uh-huh. here in Bernie, they lived just down the street from us. They would ride on his back like he was a horse, holding oh. his ears. <laughs> oh,
1: and wow. He and was,
0: he was very gentle animal, loved children, and uh, they'd sit on his back and ride, ride down the sidewalk. And just a big, loving guy. Uh-huh. So. Just wanted to be with you. He did, and one day I was up actually working on the chimney on the house, and I heard something behind me, and I look, and lo and behold, there was Kong. He had come right up the ladder. All hundred and something pounds of him standing on the roof. And I thought, well, we have a problem because I don't know how I'm going to get you back down. No kidding. The ladder. So what did you end up doing? I did the fireman's carry. I put him on my shoulders and <laughs> he's laid up there very com- comfortably and I carried yeah. him back down the ladder. So.
1: Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So you managed to get him down the ladder doing the fireman's carry. Doing
0: the fireman's carry. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. And then he was a shadow. Everywhere I went, he went. I turned uh-huh. around, I knew he was going to be there.
1: Yeah, yeah, I can just picture that in my mind. You know, we, we think of seeing you in your shadow, but um, I can see you and the dog together. That's kind of cool reflected on the pavement oh you know? oh yeah, yeah that
0: would be that would be an awesome image actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah
1: so in what ways did he shadow you
0: I mean it, it he wanted to be wherever I was whether uh-huh. that was at work he went with me to work he rode oh, wow. in the truck if uh-huh. I borrowed my brother's jeep he rode in the jeep sitting tall and proud in the front seat <laughs> if you know we, at the time we had a sand and gravel operation and he would climb up in the loader with me and if I did that it, it didn't matter where I was going that's just where he wanted to be
1: isn't that cool? Yeah. I wonder, I wonder what God would think about that. How can we be God's shadow?
0: It's a great question. You know, it's almost like thinking about, we want to, are we a reflection of our faith into uh-huh. the world? And I don't know, I'm sure there's a great analogy to be made with a shadow. We're certainly not as bright as God. Right. So, But yeah, it's, it's a, a shadow is in some ways a silhouette mm-hmm. of of what you're seeing, and a,
1: so, kind of a yeah. reflection in a way. Yeah. It's not like you're seeing yourself in a mirror, but um, if if we reflect God, that is kind of shadow-like. Um, we could also think of shadow. You know, if you're if you see a shadow on the pavement, for example, it moves the way you move, right? It does. And so, if we move the way God moves, isn't that a cool thing?
0: It is, and and shadow is. The outline
1: mm-hmm.
0: of what the light is coming from. Right. And so if we could live our lives and just be the outline of God uh-huh. into this world.
1: And have our whole body be right. in that light and right. shadowing, you know. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So that would That's be That's awesome. not so easy to do, is it?
0: No, it's not.
1: How do you think we can do it better?
0: I think when we start our day, if our earliest thoughts in the day aren't about the things we have to do, but more about who's we are Mm -hmm. and how we are to be and live our lives in Mm -hmm. that day, that we have a better chance of being God's shadow or Mm -hmm. being a better reflection into the world.
1: That's so true. Well, your current dog, Oliver, is quite your buddy. He is quite
0: my buddy. I bought him at an auction. They told me he was going to be 12 to 15 pounds, make him a lap dog. He was part Schnauzer, part Shih Tzu. He's 65 pounds. He (laughs) thinks he's a lap dog. And when he launches to get in my lap, it's quite an experience. It takes, it takes sure. me back to my days of football being run over. So,
1: Yeah, uh, I guess they were slightly wrong, maybe about the mix. I don't know.
0: I know. I, Rick Rodenbeck, who I went to high school with, Dr. Rodenbeck is the one who told me that. And I'm like, uh, fella, I think you got to work on your genealogy
1: here. Yeah, and he was a veterinarian, right? Yes, yes. Or he is he was a veterinarian. veterinarian. So. Oh, my gosh. Um, <laughs>
0: That's but nice. Yeah, he's a wonderful dog. He doesn't bark. He, de- he doesn't bark. Except at porcupines. He has a, a dislike for porcupines. He's had several negative experiences. Yeah, with that's porcupine.
1: not a good thing. Yeah. Our dog has too, and it's very painful. Yeah. yeah. But other than
0: that, um, he's gentle. He's, you know, he, he is one that probably more than anything else has taught me patience. Really? I tend to be a very busy person. I tend to overload my day with things and
1: mm-hmm. obligations
0: and trying to take care of a lot of stuff. And with Oliver, he wants me to play with him, and he enjoys playing, but then he wants to just go sit down. Mm. And he just wants to be still and quiet. We spend time every morning outside with a cup of coffee, waiting for the sun to rise, in prayerful meditation. And he, I don't know, that connection between he and I, there's a great peace for me there with him. And that stillness is really an important part of my day. I really, when I miss it, I'm traveling or something, and I miss that moment with him. I can feel the difference.
1: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Now, I follow you on social media, and I know that this is true. This is not some story (laughs) you're making up for the show because you post those sunrises. Yes, ma'am. I'd say the majority of the days of the week.
0: Well, not quite that often, but... Oh, I, it seems that yeah, way to yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. They're glorious moments, man what a wonderful paintbrush
1: mm-hmm. the
0: Lord paints the day with. And the beauty about sunrises and sunsets is the sunrise is it's coming up and you're in prayerful meditation with God. The world has infinite possibilities. And you let that creep into your being and you can approach the day with so much more joy. And then at the end of the day, we know that there's closure and there's peace and watching the sunset and it's a different stillness the light mm-hmm. is different and it's nice to unwind in those moments and just be present with our makers so. yeah
1: yeah that's that's nice the bookends so yes, to speak ma'am. of the day Well, before we learn a little bit more about your dogs and some aha moments you'd had with them, I'd like to tell you and our listeners about our sponsors and also our website. God and Our Dogs has great sponsors. Please thank them when you see them. Branscombe Law, The Rivers Team with Phyllis Browning, Kendall County Abstract, and Tusculum Brewing. Because of them, we have a wonderful website, godnourdogs.com, including my blog and the sign-up for a weekly Thought to Ponder with stories based on my dogs on the Want to Treat page. You can also listen to those Thoughts to Ponder Thursday mornings at 7.45 and 8.45 on Bernie Radio 103.9 FM or the Bernie Radio app. Check out the show webpage for our newsletter, updates, and resources. That's Godandourdogs.com for lots of treats.
0: Discover a
1: new perspective, God and our dogs. This is Lulu Bells, and you're listening to God and Our Dogs with Meg Greer. We are back on God and Our Dogs. This is Meg Greer, your host. Joining us today is Tommy Matthews, president of Westward Environmental and partner in Tusclum Brewing. Tommy told us about childhood dogs, snake bites, and patience before the break. Welcome Tommy. We're great to it's so great to have you.
0: Thank you, Meg. It's wonderful yeah. to be here. So
1: Well, you know, you told me about another really special dog in your life who it sounds like was there just at the right time, Lucky. Tell us about Lucky.
0: I had a yellow lab named Lucky and Again, one of those wonderful, gentle, big animals. And um, he and I spent a lot of time together, you know, just roaming the woods and and doing different things. He was very calm and everything. One night he got out after a storm, and I had actually torn the ligaments in my knee that day, earlier in that day. And lucky he got out in the storm that night. So the next morning, I it was very difficult for me to move around. The neighbor found him off in a gully in a ravine. He had fallen in during the storm and broken his back. Oh, my goodness. And so as adrenaline takes over in situations like that, I rappelled down. I made a brace for my leg and rappelled down the side of the hill, got the dog in a blanket. And my two sons and the neighbor hoisted him up and then helped hoist me up out of that canyon, that ravine. And we took him over to a Herbst Veterinary Clinic, Dr. Rodenbeck.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And he said, well, we'll find his back's broken. We'll find out if he's lucky or not, because he's got a 50-50 shot. So he lived, and I ended up having to have surgery to fix my knee. So um, there, Lucky and I lay side by side, convalescing, you know, both of us walking with a very distinguished limp
1: mm-hmm. for, for
0: a while. Mm-hmm. But It's interesting that... Even as he was hurt, his empathy, yeah, animal sense, that you're hurt, mm-hmm. and um, he tried to comfort me, as I tried to comfort him, as he tried to comfort me, and I think of it as a grand moment. For my wife, she might have thought it looked pretty pathetic, but, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought it was pretty grand.
1: So. Well, at least you had somebody to keep you company. Yes, and uh, while you were healing up, so to speak, yes, that's a, that's another piece. Now you're talking about sunrises and sunsets. That's a different kind of peace and comfort. It um, is is to be with somebody else who's who can enter into the experience with you, so to speak.
0: Well, it's good to have someone else present, and you know it's like God is present in our lives. But you got to find that stillness, sometimes quiet stillness, to really appreciate His presence. And dogs are the same way. I have the dogs. I think dogs are a great reflection of god Mm -hmm. they give you unconditional love they don't dwell on the past whatever transgression you may have with them you got snappy or something they forgive it Mm
1: -hmm. and
0: they're just to me they're a wonderful example of how to approach every day joyfully and happy and wagging our tails and being loving and caring and forgiving and Mm -hmm. and be present in the lives of others i mean I'm sure many of your guests have said that their dogs just like being with them. And they love being with their dogs.
1: Right. Right. They do.
0: Yeah. And there's a great synergy between those two things.
1: Well, you know, one thing that is really interesting to me is that we have a very similar book that impacted our lives. I guess when we were, we weren't in high school, we were adults by that time that kind of recentered us. And that was first things first. And I know that's not necessarily about dogs, but I think our dogs can help us keep on the right path once we read things like that that are inspiring because of what you just talked about, that your your dog just likes to be with you, starts the day with joy, is happy to see you, and kind of helps keep priorities in line, doesn't it? It does. Mm-hmm. You
0: know, you... I. I think it allows you to realize and identify some of those first things. You know, like, I like to start my day first thing, a quiet meditation, Mm -hmm. prayerful meditation with the dog, enjoying the promise of the day and the sunrise. Dr. Covey's book, First Things First, which was one of his seven habits, as you mentioned it, I had told you, it had a profound impact on my life at a time when I was trying to go faster, better, smarter, faster, better, smarter, faster, faster, faster. And I realized that I really needed to reprioritize my life and put those big rocks in the jar first Mm -hmm. and really have those good foundational things. And it has served me in the 30-something years since I read that book and and went to his seminar and then years later met him. It has served me very, very well in life. I said I tend to get busy, but then I also come back to what do I have my priorities in order.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, that magnet that draws you back, so to speak. Uh yeah yeah and then to take
0: time Meg to take time out of what we might feel is a busy schedule to pet and love a dog all they want is us to scratch them behind the ears play fetch with them just be present with them to slow ourselves down sometimes it's a rapid slowdown to do that mm-hmm. it is and, but then it shows us how absolutely necessary it is so
1: Yeah. How do you think we can learn about that in our relationship with God the same way we learn about it with our dogs?
0: Well, what's the verse from, I guess it's, I'm not sure, is it Psalms? It says, be still and know that I am God. So to be still is an important part of, I think, our faith journey. Mm -hmm. It can't be the busy, busy, busy all the time because that's the secular world and that's all the things around us. It's like when something significant happens in your life whether it be a a big change at work or a loss in the family or tragedy or something else that happens at those moments we pause and realize what's more important than all the tedialities and busy busy things that we do Mm -hmm. that we were stressing over well if we can have that stillness every day i think we order our day better Mm -hmm. from the beginning
1: and i think the second half of that verse is important too because in the being still you can know. It doesn't just happen. You have to work on knowing, and that's involves study and experience, right? And, and awareness.
0: Yeah, it's yes. an awareness. Yes. And
1: our dogs bring both the experience and awareness too, right? They do. They're not out there studying their Bible, obviously, <laughs> but they can sure work with you on experience, what it's like to experience them, as you said, not just walking by and patting them on the head, but actually spending time with them. And experiencing the development of your relationship.
0: And it's, uh, we talk to our dogs, but most of our communication is nonverbal. We talk to God when we we pray out loud, but most of our communication with God is nonverbal. It's the thoughts in our head. And so I think there's a great parallel there on that connection.
1: Right. And also scripture tells us that the spirit intercedes for us in prayer because... You know, sometimes we don't know what to pray. And even if we think we know what to pray, it may not be the right thing. So the spirit interceding is, is important too, right? Yes, ma'am. Yeah, yeah. Well, time goes so fast when we're talking about two great subjects, God yes. and dogs. Yes. And before we leave, I want to talk about a really th- a third great subject in your life, and that's Tusculum Brewing. Oh yes, because you're our new host and at Tuscaloosa Brewing, and we're really loving being here. So, how did it all happen?
0: Well, Mola Sun Tripper and several other guys at work uh, were home brewers, mm-hmm. and we started a competition brewing beer, and they said produced some awfully good beer, mm-hmm. and so we said, well, let's let's get in the craft brewing business, mm-hmm. and but let's do it in a way that kind of beckons back to Bernie's history. How can we have a nice tie? And so we were very blessed to be able to get in this old H.O. Adler building on Main Street where Bergman Lumber was for many, many years. And then we picked the name Tusculum because it ties back to the original settlers here who were fans of Cicero, and Cicero's home was in Tusculum, mm-hmm. And they liked Cicero's philosophies and, and writings as a great statesman in ancient times. And so we've tried uh, through COVID and through changes and transitions to, to be a place for the community to gather. Mm-hmm. And uh, we have six different families that are all partners in this venture. So.
1: Oh, it's, it's really great. And not only do you have great beer that you can enjoy here, you can now, because of some of the changes in laws, you can take it to go and stroll Main Street or you can yes. even take it home with you. You can, it you can, to
0: you can it. take it in cans mm-hmm. or in growlers. Wow, and, great. and Bernie, or, uh, you can get an open cup and walk around mm-hmm. town, a plastic cup. And so
1: that's nice. We get
0: a lot of people pop in. We, tell them we just want to be your Bernie hydration station. <laughs> there
1: you go. <laughs> well, that's a good point because there's lots of things that kids can enjoy here, too. Yes. You have more than just beer, and you have food and music on the weekends. It's a yeah. great place to hang out. Well, thank you. We right. enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, um, thank you so much for joining us today, Tommy. We really appreciate it.
0: Thank you, Meg. It's an honor. God bless you.
1: Bless you, too. Before we bring the show to a close, I'd like to leave with a thought to ponder. Yes, that's P-A-W-N-D-E-R. Training a dog takes patience. Why? We give instructions and wait for the dog to act. Sometimes our golden retriever, Maisie, tilts her head and we can almost see the wheels turning in her head. Then she acts. It takes patience to work with her. I ponder, does God want us to have patience as we work with him? Sometimes he doesn't act as fast as we would like. Could he be turning the wheels of our life in just the right way before we see the answer? Let me know what you think after pondering. Email stories at GodInOurDogs.com And just one short little thought to ponder. And that is, how is your dog relying on you today? Maybe God wants you to rely on him the same way. This is Meg Greer. You've been listening to God and Our Dogs. I appreciate all of you and thank you for joining us. You can listen to the show again on our website or subscribe on your favorite podcast site. Subscribe to our YouTube channel and social media pages. Sign up for Insider News on GodAndOurDogs.com Subscribing and following help the show spread the word about discovering a new perspective to rely on God the way our dogs rely on us. Discover a new perspective God
0: and our dogs
1: Bernie Radio 103.9 FM. Now let's head over to the Patrick Heath Public Library with Miss Constance for children's
0: story time. As the Patrick Heath Library is open today from ten to four. This is Bernie Radio.